everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Breaking Dawn Part 2. Another thought I had while I went to get coffee is that I got caught in. Wait, you just went to get coffee on this break? Yeah. Whoa, excuse me. That's so productive. It's literally um, in that Acme shopping center. Yeah, but it still feels more productive than I could ever be. 30 seconds away from my house. So yeah, I don't know. I do it all the time. So I guess it's so habitual to me, but I got caught in this never ending stream of pedestrians walking, you know, when you get (laughs) caught, when you're driving and you're just like stopped in the crosswalk. And I, sometimes I feel like people take advantage. I'm like, okay, you have seen that. I have been sitting here for a long time. It's they don't have an awareness of that. My freaking turn. I find it to be worse in this Acme parking lot than ever in my life I've experienced. Let me ask you this. Have you ever, as a pedestrian, said to yourself, you know what? This car has been waiting a long time. I always take an extra beat to make sure they don't want to go. I do do that. When I'm standing and waiting, I may, I, they don't even, the people in this parking lot don't even look at me. They just walk. They're like, they'll stop. They ain't going to hit me. (laughs) They, they just bolt into traffic. My first thought was not Bella free climbing an entire cliff. (laughs) Yeah, she's a beast. She looks amazing. So unbelievably beautiful. I don't know how they even did it. The richness of the color of her hair and the way they (sighs) have almost all of them wearing black for most of the movie, Mm -hmm. they just all look so sleek and cool. Yeah. Except in the beginning when she's wearing that like vibrant blue dress, she looks looks amazing. Exactly how I pictured when they talk about her in the book. One thing they nailed. And when she sparkles, I think it's better. I think the sparkling effect in this one is way better than in the first one. I was going to ask you about that. I think the sparkling effect is the same. It's I great. I love it, but I think it's the same. <laughs> it looked better to me. Okay. Maybe maybe it was the maybe it was the overall quality of it and the scene around it that made me notice the sparkling much more. I loved when Bella was really angry with Jacob outside when she's screaming at him and Edward is so in awe of her and he turns to I don't remember who it was like near him and says like she's amazing, right? adorable he's getting so much amusement from it i love when someone asks him to step in and he's like it's fine <laughs> he's like, it's, it's fine <laughs> it's a long time coming i think she's so not awkward she suddenly is so calm and cool and smooth which mm-hmm. actually i think is a testament to Kristen because yeah she was so awkward as Bella. Yeah. All this time, I always thought that she was awkward because Kristen is. Right. Also, because we know Bella is a little bit, but like Kristen is. But then when she becomes a vampire and she's so cool, I realized like, wait, was she really acting that whole time? I think you're right. Because 
she is so cool in this one. Except when she screams at Jacob, you, you nicknamed name my, my daughter, daughter after, after the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Honestly. I love when Jacob tells her, though. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> I love everyone's reaction because they already all know. And then when he tells her, he's so nervous. <laughs> he's so You could really t- see him squirm as he tries to articulate this. Look. It's a wolf thing. What's a wolf thing? Um... You know we have no control over it. But we can't choose who it happens with, and it doesn't mean what you think, Bella. I promise. Take one as my other room. Oh. That CGI baby, though, just does not get the job done. Oh, boy. It looks free-floating in the atmosphere when they hold it. <laughs> they couldn't have gotten some kind of practical doll to... Like, what is the reason that that the baby is fully CGI? Or just a very pretty baby. Right. Or even a normal baby where they CGI and make her eyes look the way yeah. they want them to look or something. I don't really understand why Renesme had to be so CGI at all. What's the reason? So that she looked like the girl who was going to play her, I guess. Oh, all right, but, I guess. But is that really the reason? I don't is know. Is that necessary? I mean, we couldn't have used the leap in logic that they had to, I don't know. Yeah, that's it, a good point, actually. Why is she so CGI? I guess maybe you're right. That had to be it, that they wanted her to look as close to the, the real girl that they had playing her as towards the end as possible. But I think we all would have been okay if they had had, a, if we know the deal. Yeah. We wouldn't have seen so her and true. think, who is that? <laughs> Who's it going to be? <laughs> I completely forgot that Alice, well, I guess the whole family, but mm-hmm. gave them a cottage. You did? Completely forgot. It looked like the holiday from the outside. <laughs> and on the inside, it looked like a lamp factory. Did you see the <laughs> Did you see the amount of lamps in that room? I might be obsessed with wigs. You, my friend, are obsessed with lamps. (laughs) Come on. If you didn't notice it, if you go back, you will be struck by the amount of light sources in that room. You're a lamp connoisseur. I did notice that it felt really cozy, which is probably partially because of all the lamps. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Listen... I'm not knocking it. I'm into it, but it was ridiculous. It's not that big a room. You don't need that many lights. They had sconces on the walls, each with two lamps. And then they had several lamps on tables. It was a lot. When they get to their bedroom, and Bella says, Vampires don't sleep. It's not intended for sleep. And then they have sex to a feist song. (laughs) Is the most 2008 to 2012 (gasps) thing I have ever seen in my life. Oh my God. (laughs) And then they have a full-blown like five-minute conversation about how this is a thing vampires do. That they just have sex romps that go on for days and days that they can't control themselves. Yes, 
<laughs> well, theirs was only a couple of <laughs> days, I'm imagining, I guess. But remember, <laughs> Edward says, Rosalie and Emmett were so bad, it took a solid decade before we could stand to be within five miles of them. <laughs> I think we might be worse. Definitely worse. And I was like, oh, you're worse, all right. <laughs> Oh, I meant to say this before. I think it was a new moon. Oh, no, it was an eclipse when we talked about how we weren't sure why Bella was never going to be able to see her parents again after she Mm -hmm. turned into a vampire. It's because she's not going to age. Can't she see her parents for the next 10 years? Yeah, that's true. Because they really wouldn't notice that. That's so true. Their their plan makes no sense when they're like. Eventually, we'll have to tell them you didn't make it. It means to mourn, Bella. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Why? Why now? Can't you at least, even if it's not 10 years, you got a year. She's not going to look visibly different between. Even five years. Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. Or even like we said, I, oh, but I guess then they didn't, Skype existed then, right? In FaceTime. A hundred percent. So if anything, in a worst case scenario, if for whatever reason they couldn't see them, she couldn't see them in person, she could at least see them over FaceTime. Yeah. Again, stupid was when they are teaching her how to be a human again to see Charlie. They are drastically overestimating anyone's ability to notice. They think that Charlie's going to walk into the room and think what? She's not alive anymore. They need to, they tell her she needs to move her shoulders like she's breathing. You guys. Maybe a tad slower and blink at least three times a minute. Good. For a cartoon character. Hold your breath. It'll help with the thirst. Just don't forget to move your shoulders so it looks like you're breathing. And don't sit so straight. Humans don't do that. Okay, I got it. Move around, blink, slouch. I'm <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> I am obsessed with Jacob changing into a wolf in front of Charlie. And that whole scene where they're teaching Bella to act like a human, yeah. I think is the best I, <laughs> you're right it is ridiculous no, but i oh, love it I, so much i fully love it the anticipation of that she's about to see charlie yeah and also the relief that she's going to be able to see him mm-hmm. for many years to come and for renesme which they seem far less concerned with by the way they're like bella he's gonna notice something's up what about the kid that's aging at a rapid pace he's- it was an infant when he meets her and it's like six months later and she's a full nine-year-old. They're overly concerned, Bella. He's going to notice something's wrong. Also, also they make such a big deal out of it after Jacob turned into a wolf in front of Charlie. Like, he well, because knows- they can't, if Charlie figures out what right, right. the situation I know, with, is. With the Volturi, right. I get it. But he knows something is is up. He just doesn't know the specifics, which I also think is a 
brilliant plan. Kudos to Jacob and everyone involved with coming up with that plan because I think it's genius for him to just think, okay, anything weird can be explained away by I don't know what the deal is. I love it. When he comes back and he's like, I solved the problem. I'm like, you did. I think you fully (laughs) did solve the problem. (laughs) I think you really did. Is that why you're suddenly hot? <laughs> Could be. Well, that and he's like he's this solving problems, loving, he's supporting people. He's, he's yeah. He's this loving, protective, supportive. Their little family unit. I'm obsessed with it, including Jacob. Including Jacob. That that Jacob is basically the third parent for now of of Renesme. Of his future wife? Well, please, we can't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We really, we can't get too far into that (laughs) because we go down a path that we really should not be going down. (laughs) For now, we'll just think of it as a brother. How about that? (laughs) Okay. A protective, loving brother for her. I love it. Like when they're in the car and they're going to see the people from Alaska. Yeah. And they're just chilling out and talking and Bella and Jacob are having a conversation with Renesmee about the people they're going to meet and this and that. I loved it. Okay. Time to meet some new people. What if they don't like me? They'll love you. They will. Once they understand you. They just haven't met anyone like you before. Of all the scenes that made me want to own a Volvo, that is at the top. Yeah. If I don't get a black Volvo... And wear a turtleneck while driving it through the snow. I swear to God. So that scene gave me the Christmas feeling that we've talked so much about where it's like yes. super nice and cozy in the car, but it's there's snow on the ground outside. Please. I think the story of this is really good. I like the whole conflict that Arena gets confused as to who Renesmee is. It's a very easy mistake for her to make. They set it up really well. And then their plan to fix the situation, I think, is really good. You said this a little bit when we were recording part one, but I felt it even more in this one, which is this felt like an actual real movie. And I love all of them, but the other ones I love, ironically. Yes. This one, I think I actually genuinely like i think so too i think it's really well done maybe we've been brainwashed i think we might be a little we've too been far into talking twilight about month. it so long yeah <laughs> i think it's been we're too many weeks into twilight month for this to be our real opinions <laughs> i don't know if you caught this but i need you to go back and watch it if you didn't there's one point where bella says she was born while i was still human but she has Carlisle's accent. She says she was born while I was still human. Oh my God. The whole sequence where she's going to Seattle to meet with Jay Jenkins or whatever, Mm -hmm. Jenks, felt very holiday-ish. Not even Christmas necessarily, but just Mm. holiday-ish. I think there are maybe some white twinkle lights happening. Agreed. Yeah, I think so. It feels... The restaurant. I love the restaurant that they go to. And... Did you have the same wonderful aha moment as me? Yeah. (laughs) I I think I actually out loud said Robert Zane, baby. (laughs) Zane! (laughs) I loved him. I thought he was so cool. Yeah. And he, the way they had him, he really communicated that he pretty much knows the situation, but he doesn't know. 
Have you known Alice and Jasper long? I've been working with them for more than 20 years. And my late partner knew Jasper 15 years before that. He is uh, unusually well-preserved. It was a really cleverly put in line of how he knows the deal, but doesn't really. Yeah. It's really good. And then when he hands Bella the passports, just seeing them, she knows the entire. I was just going to say she does a really good job in that scene. I think she's she plays it pretty well as to figuring it out and her reaction and that when she sees it. I think it, it's played totally perfectly. And even what she says to him. My husband and I thought that we'd all be traveling together. Jasper said only two were traveling. His instructions were very clear. It's my mistake. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> also a part that was way longer and way more boring in the book. That whole Jay Jenks investigation was way drawn out. I remember. I got a little, I meandered when I was reading it. It was boring so again another good movie adaptation of it nice pacing bill yeah good job bill and whoever the screenwriter was yeah so how do you feel about the whole uh conflict with the volturi the battle they have yeah the fake i loved it that was a great choice people hated it when it happened because that's not how it's supposed to go down in the book oh and um i thought it was excellent they knew they knew they had to make it more exciting for the movie. I think it was a perfect scenario. So they don't have that fake imaginary battle Correct. in the, in the book. What happens is, um, I think I did some reading because I wanted to make sure I, I definitely didn't happen in the book before I said it didn't happen, and it didn't. I think what happens is Alice just immediately brings out the other half vampire, half human that she finds. She he comes out much sooner. And she basically says to Arrow that I've seen the future and this is a mistake, but you don't get any details as to what kind of thing happened. So it's an, it's implied that maybe that did happen in the story, but there's no details about it. It's not as wow. if there's no fake out in the book where you think that it might be real because I'm sure the repeat, I'm sure many, many people who didn't read them and saw that thought it might be real. I read the book and I thought it was real. I (laughs) I was like, oh my God, they're right. I think everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're changing the ending. Their trick totally worked on me. Because they picked the perfect people to die. That's why, because it could totally, nobody too, too central, but central enough where it would have impact where you would think it's real. When he ripped Carlisle's head off, even this time, I knew it wasn't real. And I was like, Yeah, it was on, baby. I mean, I think it's really good. And I think it was an excellent choice for them to do for the movie. I don't know why people were so pissed about it. Because it ends up exactly the same as it is in the book. Alice shows, and it makes perfect sense. She shows him the f- what the future would be. And she, and that convinces him in addition to all the other stuff that they had. I also thought the fighting was pretty good. I mean, that stuff is boring, but. You don't like that in general. Also, when. They show Carlisle's head in his hand and then they cut to Esme and she's looks as though she's screaming. Listen, I need people to reach out because I feel like I'm having one of those Mandela effect moments. I could swear there's a scream. She's supposed to scream 
But when they cut to it in in seeing it, she just makes a face like she's screaming and there's no sound. I really genuinely think they cut a scream somehow. I don't know why. Maybe I've made it up, but I could, I scoured the internet. I couldn't quite find anything. Why doesn't she scream? I, I think I can still hear it. I could swear that it happened. So seriously, guys, if you saw Breaking Dawn part two in the theater, did Esme scream when she sees Carlisle killed? She had to have, because why wouldn't they have put a scream in there? I know, but why did they cut it? Because they show, and then if they weren't going to cut, if they were going to cut it, why not just cut the whole thing? Why show her looking as though she's screaming with no sound? I love the scenes afterward where they're saying goodbye to everybody who came to help and just being cute. I loved all the scenes where they all come too. There were so many cheesily delivered lines though. Yeah. I forgot that what's his name from Shameless was in it. Oh, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. When he said that they were 1500 years old, I paused it because I was like, wait a minute. How old? Like when was 1500 years ago? <laughs> oh, like in the year 1500. And then I'm like, no, that's 500 years ago. <laughs> 1500 years ago was the year 500. Have I ever learned anything in a history class about the year 500? Have I just blocked it out? What no. happened then? What was I, life even like? Beats me. Anything before 1400? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. From cavemen, 1400, anything in between? No idea. Cave drawings, inventing fire, the Renaissance. <laughs> I don't even know when the Renaissance was. Was that 1400? M- my art history teacher mother would kill me right now. Oh, it started in the 14th century. So the 1300s. Okay, so fine. Yeah. And um, what I was, I was going to give you an answer, but I wanted to see how close I was. It's like Alexander the Great time. He was in the 300s. Don't even know who he is. Only know his name. Really? Know nothing about him. Macedon King. That's what it is. Like Caesar. That's that. It's that time. Oh. The OG. The salad guy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) JK. The Caesar salad guy. (laughs) One of the things I noticed, I guess because I was paying so much attention to how cool Bella was through this whole thing, is that in that final scene where they're in the meadow and she shows him that she can project her memories Mm -hmm. to show them to him they had to have filmed that a year or two prior to when they filmed this not only because she looks different her hair is totally different like you can absolutely tell it's a wig again the color is different etc her face looks different she doesn't look as vampire-y and she's totally totally awkward whoa I think they filmed that scene when they filmed the other Meadow scene. The ending of Eclipse. That makes total sense. Must have been a different hair and makeup team and everything. Yeah, probably the director was different too. Also, what she's doing in that scene is she's just lifting the shield so that he can read her mind, right? And then he's just going back into her mind. Is that what's happening? Oh, maybe. I think that that's what's I, the happening. Way- you're probably right because you remember the book and I don't. The way I interpreted it was how she can project her shield over other people, that oh. she was using her projection power to project her memories to him. I thought that whole sequence was cool too. When she's learning to use her power and what her power is, I think it's totally fitting for Bella. And I like their little training session that they have where they're teaching her to project her shield onto Edward. 
thought it was really good. It's cool. And that weird guy making commentary from up in the tree. Yes. <laughs> that weird guy. <laughs> this person, this is just a random person, but it says the setting of the final scene where Bella is finally able to remove her mind shield and share her memories with Edward, mm. revealing the depth of her love for him fully for the first time. In the book, it happens in the cottage. In the movie, it happens in Edward's Meadow. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like what you said. Yeah, I thought so. She lifts her shield. All her walls are down, baby. <laughs> Often Bella's story is seen as a Bildungsroman. A Bildungsroman, which is a coming mean? of age, coming of age story. What is that word? It's a literary term. I'll get the origin for you. <laughs> literary genre that focuses on the psychological and moral growth of the protagonist from youth to adulthood. Coming of age. How do you say it? Bildungsroman. Bildungsroman. What language is that? It's a great is question. Latin? It is German. Oh, that makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. A German word for a novel of education or a novel of formation. Well, I'm only referring to it as that from this point on. Well, you'll look like a fancy <laughs> English bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheesy and looked bad, but I liked that they showed Alice's vision of what their life will be like when she's all grown and that Jacob's there and that they're embracing. I thought it was so sweet. <laughs> It's it's just nice that they live like truly happily ever after forever. It's yeah. so cute. When the half man, half vampire is telling Aro, you know, mm -hmm. that he exists and that whole thing. He says he was fully grown after seven years. Yeah. Does that mean that in seven years, Renesme and Jacob are going to be a couple? Because that does not feel good to me. And if not, that means if they wait, let's say they wait 18 years, that means she'll be 18 while Jacob is like in his late 30s. Well, no, but wait, though, they do not cover this in the movie at all. And so I would have to look it up. But wolves age slowly. So he is not going to he's not going to be visibly way older. That's why he's not in that vision even though it's years later, he wolves age slower. They're not immortal like vampires are, but their aging is different. They don't age like normal okay. humans. Because there's no way that Stephanie Meyer is trying to say that in seven years, they're going to be together, right? I don't think so. That is too not okay. Oh, okay. So this, this person says that Jacob explains that as long as they're phasing into werewolves, they basically stop aging. It's when they stop phasing into wolf oh. that they that the aging resumes. It's like basically. So he could do that for like months yeah. at a time yeah. here and there yeah. or whatever. As long as he like continuously changes into a werewolf every once in a while, then he will stay that age. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, hang on. Werewolves don't age unless they stop changing. Therefore, if Jacob never stopped changing, he wouldn't age. Oh, so it's not that he doesn't age only when he's a wolf. Correct. It's that as long as he, even if he just changes for 10 minutes yes. once a week or something, yes. he stays 18. Yes. So he could theoretically wait for her, which I guess still makes him 35 mm -hmm. or 38 or something, which is still creepy. But yeah, then again, Edward's 100 and whatever. So yeah, true. But he will eventually die, though. I just don't know how or why. Do you think eventually he'll ask her to change him? Oh, I wonder. And if, can she? I was just going to say, can she turn him into a vampire if he's 
already a werewolf? I guess if he stops, it seems as though from what I'm reading, that they'll just like lose the ability to change into a werewolf as they get older. Very interesting. Did you hear she's writing another book? No, I didn't. In this universe or just a book in yeah. general? Really? I think so, yeah. Well, I ha- I still have the Edwards version of Twilight that I had never read. I think that's... It's already out. That was out like a month ago. Yeah, but I think she's writing a second one. Oh, that I would be interested in because that's like new story because we don't really know what Edward did in New Moon when he was not with Bella. When did, what's the name of Edward's book? Midnight Sun. And when did that come out? Like last year, like 2020. Maybe I misunderstood what I read, but I could Mm. have sworn it said something like that she was writing another book from Edward's perspective. Well, listen, I would be down. (laughs) But didn't she also write a book from that little girl's perspective? That little girl vampire who Aro had killed? Oh, shit. But it doesn't even show up here when I look up her books. Maybe she started writing that and then never I But I think I read it. Oh, The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner. I'm almost positive that I read that. Oh, really? In 2010. And she also wrote a book, like an adult fiction book. That I read. The one about aliens or something, right? Yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) There is like a, this is a total literal Twilight ripoff. What is There's a book by Tracy Wolf. Please. Okay. Called Crave. Take a bite. Seriously? (laughs) Wow, I hope they sued. There's also one called Twilight Life and Death. Twilight Reimagined is a young adult vampire romance by Stephanie Meyer. The story is a gender-swapped retelling of the first Twilight series and introduces Beau Swan and Edith Cullen in place of Bella and Edward, originally published in 2015 as part of an oversized flipbook pairing, whatever that means, with Twilight to celebrate the original novel's 10th anniversary. And she wrote? That gender swap version? Yeah. What yeah. the? She's trying to be J.K. Rowling. Oh, it's apparent. I can't wait for you to eventually read the last Harry Potter and know what I'm talking about. I took it out of the library. The, the second to last one? one. Yeah, but I have so many other books that are about. I need to read like I four know. books in a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's no big deal. When do you think they're going to reboot Twilight? I don't know. Do you think they will? Yes, eventually. Fuck yeah, of course they will. That's true. There's too much money to be made. Harry Potter will be first because Harry Potter is older. What I think is going to happen is around the time that you are old enough to have preteen kids, Uh they will reboot Twilight Mm. because they know that all the moms who were obsessed with it as preteens are going to take their preteen kids. That's when they're going to do it. Mark my words. 10 to 15 years. New Twilight. It's coming, baby. What sucks is that there's no way that Kristen or our Pats will do have a cameo because they will have aged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one, actually. No one from the first one can have a cameo. Yeah. Plus, our Pats would rather die than be in another Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. I cannot believe the actress who played Renesmee, Uh I think now is like in her early 20s or something, isn't she? I guess. The fact that they haven't done, the fact that Stephanie hasn't written a book about her life with Jacob, turn that into a movie is truly batshit insane. (laughs) Why has that not happened? I don't know. Also, there's like, there's a ton of 
content that she could make from she really is squandering an opportunity and she's yes. down because like think about it there could be prequels there could be shit about the cullens yes there could, there could be shit about the cullens but way before the events so of many spinoffs of each character yeah she could write the love story of carlisle and as yes because we don't even of alice and she, she could write the love story of every single cullen couple yeah and make a movie out of every single one yes why is she not doing that we would watch stephanie it. are you giving me i would read a book for the first time in 15 years to do that are Steph, you get your ass in that fucking <laughs> stool at the diner and get to writing <laughs> talk about her cameo at the wedding oh she, my god i forgot about that i don't even think i realized it she's at she's at the wedding they do a nice shot of her standing she's as like Bella hello walks i'm stephanie meyer author of the twilight series at this wedding <laughs> this wedding for my fictional characters that i've created and made fall in love what was what was twilight after twilight like the next the 50 shades and then what was it the hunger games you think yeah, or, or the Divergent books. Oh, well, those were made into movies, right? Yes. They, you, you know the deal with that, with right? Shailene Woodley, right? Yes. One of my favorite facts about the Divergent movies is that they were so bad that they just didn't make the last one. <laughs> there were four, I think, and they only made three movies because the third one was so bad and no one saw it that it made so little money that they just didn't make the last one. That's embarrassing. I've only seen the first Divergent, but, and I read the first book other than that. It's very Hunger Gamesy. And then there was also the Maze Runners. That's another one that's, it's got Dylan O'Brien in it. I don't know. I've never seen them, but that's another series. It's kind of like this. Can I make a prediction for what the next one is? Of course. I think her name is like V.E. Schwab. She wrote that book. I read the something, something life of Addie LaRue. Oh yeah. Uh That's only a a single standalone book, but she has a couple other anthology type books in like two or three different worlds, I think. Mm -hmm. And people are ravenous beasts. Really? And I know that she's doing stuff both in movies Mm -hmm. and like some TV development with Netflix. I guarantee you that's going to happen. That's the next big one. The difference being that she can actually write. Well, I was just going to say, it's a totally different world out there now because and not only can the people writing the books write, but the movies and TV shows that come out of those books are like Academy Award winning movies and, and yeah. you know Emmy nominated shows. So what do we think we are going to record for January? I don't know. Do we want to end this episode? Oh yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We haven't. Oh, did we end? Did we not? No. End it? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Up. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi. And let us know your thoughts on our twilight month. This was a, a spur of the moment decision we made. So we hope you enjoyed it till next time. Since we're doing it again in the spring. Goodbye. <laughs> For a th-